Christmas and welcome to the holiday edition of the Big Kids Show. I'm your host, Mark, and thank you for kicking it with us today from the North Pole Treehouse. With me, I've got two of your favorites, Big Nick and Mr. B. Today, we will be playing one of my favorite formats, one of your favorite formats. It is the Abominable Top 3 and the special holiday category of Top 3. And that's right, kiddos. It is 90s Christmas movies. Yes. I love ho-hos. Before we get started today, if you have not already, please like, subscribe, and share. Put it on your list to Santa that you want the big kid show in your stocking. If you'd be so kind, leave us a five-star review as it truly helps us out. And just remember... Santa is watching. Mm-hmm. So the holidays are always a special time of the year, and it is that time of the year again, which, gentlemen, we've been talking. I can't believe it's this time of the year already. It wow. blows my mind that it's the end of 2022 already. Where is the time going? Wow. But we are happy that we get to spend it with you fine folks out there. And as we all know, there's family, there's friends, there's party, there's delicious food and drinks, and epic Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. The movies that we like to watch with the people that we love and that we care about. When the weather turns cold, we hunker down, we get next to our fireplaces, we get something nice, we get the, the lights from the Christmas tree, which I know Big Nick is very fond of, Ooh, shining yeah. uh, right next to his movie screen as he watches. And we think of the fond memories we've made in times past. So, with all that being said, cozy up next to the fire, grab a drink, take a sleigh ride with the big kids as we take you on a journey back through the best 90s Christmas movies of all time. Mr. B, you will be leading the sleigh tonight as you've won the toss (laughs) and you get us started on our journey. So, please, sir, tell us about your number three top 90s Christmas movie. So, so I'm Rudolph, right? I'm first. You are Rudolph. Hell yeah. Your nose isn't quite as red, but that's all right. Cool. All right. So my number three 90s Christmas movie will be, it was a little film that came out in November of 94, and we're going to call it The Santa Claus. Yeah. Yes. 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 Featuring, yes. featuring our boy, Tim Allen. Um, and that was one that I think when it first came out, I was like, that looks stupid. Right. And, and then, of course, I watched it. And I was like, all right, it's not so stupid. I like that movie. It's, you know, if you guys remember the premise, um, like ultimately, Tim Allen is trying to convince his son that, you know, he really, uh, Santa really does exist. He's being bullied. And then Santa shows up and somehow, like, Santa, like, falls off the roof. I can't remember exactly what happened. And (laughs) and there's a note. And so he puts the Santa suit on. And then, like, it's a binding contract of now you have to be Santa for the next year or whatever. And then pressure. And then funny things ensue where he starts gaining weight. You can't shave his beard and he has to convince (laughs) his family. He's like, no, I swear I'm Santa Claus. You're like, yeah, you sound psychotic. (laughs) But I mean, it's just, it's, it's a good fun Christmas movie, which I still always think is hilarious that Tim Allen, some of his early standup comic, he was super like blue and like raw and hardcore comic. Yeah, but he he does a lot of family like if you guys remember Tool or uh, Home Improvement and these other shows yeah. he he would be much more family oriented but he was pretty uh pretty hardcore with some of his stand up. <laughs> I lo- I love Tim Allen. I mean I know you know there's there's some um, 
things around him that people don't care for. But me personally, like I grew up on home improvement. So to me, I, I just, I, Tim Allen is hilarious. I just think he's got a good demeanor. He's good on screen. And um, this is a great choice, Mr. B. I love it. Well, it's amazing how people change and grow throughout the years. You're referencing how Tim Allen has grown throughout the years. Think of this. A man named Ice-T once wrote a song called Cop Killer, and now he plays a detective on TV. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, right? Crazy. You know, hey, hey, look, Where everybody are... wants a paycheck. Everybody wants a paycheck. I was watching Big that. Nick yeah. included. Well, and so, and this movie did quite well in the box office. It was a, it was a pretty low budget for '90s. It was like 22 million for the budget. Um, again, the numbers are all over the place, but I saw from anywhere from the box office did 190 to 200 million. Woo! Nice. So, so imagine being in that investment pool. You're like, I wish I could have put a million in that. That'd been sweet. Santa could buy some presents with that. But dig this. So. Uh, November of 94, this was the year of Tim Allen. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with some knowledge here. So in 94, all, all in the same week that Santa, the Santa Claus movie came out, it was number one in the box office. Home Improvement was the number one rated TV show. And <laughs> his book called Don't Stand Too Close to the Naked Man was number one on the New York Times bestseller. Wow. All in November of 94. Think about that. Like, how how much are you just kicking ass when you're like, yeah, I got a movie, a show, and a book, and they're all number one? I mean, yeah, that's think, crazy. That, that's got to be a first, right? I mean, it, right? It, yeah, and, and honestly, I, I'm just to throw a monkey wrench in here, Mister B. I still wish I could go back and find uh, Home Improvement on streaming because I'm surprised that like a Netflix or a Hulu hasn't picked Peacock that up. or somebody big kids out there. If you know, I would love to find out where I could go back because I would totally go back and rewatch some Home me, Improvement. Me too. But yeah, but but no, he was a star. I mean, in Home Improvement was huge. I mean that that show was gigantic. And then to have this come out and to do the Santa Claus, there's a comedy series that came out back on November 16th of 2022 uh, called The Santa Clauses, which is a comedy series, which is kind of, uh, I don't know if it's based off of it. I didn't really have a chance to check it out yet, but uh, I know they basically are kind of building upon the movie. So it's not a movie, it's a series, but it's, it's, it's in the same, same realm. Yeah, and this—I mean—and this movie did so well. I think they did two more after it. Um, obviously, I don't—I don't think I even watched either one of the follow-ups. But I did see the research team said that early on they offered the role that Tim Allen took to uh, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase, and they both turned it down. And they wow. even looked at uh, Tom Selleck, Tom Hanks, Mel Gibson for that role. So clearly, it's, clearly, it was a big uh, like studio movie when you're thinking of those kind of names, but. Hell, Tim Allen landed it, and I'm sure he got an okay payday for that. So, I think the first two that you put it right off there would have been great. Bill yeah. Murray and um, who was I, the other I, one you said? Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Both of but those I, would have been I, great. I read something that because Bill Murray, I think, had just before then did uh, Scrooged. Yeah. Oh, so, so he's already I, kind of Christmas So I think he, he was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. But yeah, yeah. so th that's my pick, the Santa Claus for number three, baby. I like it. I like it. All right, Big Nick. Let's go over to the Big Nick pick at number three. What do you got for us, uh, sir? It's so fitting that, uh, that 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 was your choice there, Mr. B. Now, now, hey, a little side here. Uh, look, I 
personally don't think that the Christmas movies were that great in the 90s. So for <laughs> for my number three pick, I went with the uh, uh, 1990s Silk Stockings on Cinemax. Family affair. That's that's not, it had the word stockings in there, so I thought I'd give it a try. No, that's, that doesn't cut it, Nick. We understand. So my number three, actually, my number three all day, baby, all week long, leading up into pressing the record button just a few minutes ago, boys, I was flip-flopping, flip-flopping, flip-flopping. It was going to be the Santa Claus, or it was going to be this one right here, which is the Big Nick number three pick. I went with Batman Returns. Oh, nice. my, uh, Yeah, which was... The, which the, the sleeper Christmas movie. That's right. It, don't forget, it's Christmas time throughout that entire movie. It baby. is. You are, you're right. Nice pick, buddy. And so I love the movie, of course, and that's why it's on the list. No kidding. But... No kidding. The, the number one reason is just the memories that that created. Because when that movie came out, it was they knew before they made it that it was going to be a box office smash. That, right? There was no way that it couldn't be. It was going to be a huge home run. All they had to do was make sure that Michael Keaton came back. And then guess what? They get this guy. His name is Danny DeVito. And he's pretty good at acting now, isn't he? He's all and right. Never heard of him. From my understanding... It was Tim Burton who wanted to um, he wanted to cast Marlon Brando as the Penguin, which w- would have been a fine choice, Ooh, I'm sure. That wouldn't work. Yeah. Warner Brothers wanted Dustin Hoffman, and then they then Warner Brothers also said that Christopher Lloyd and Robert De Niro were in consideration. <laughs> that would have been weird. <laughs> I, I, I actually I, I could kind of picture it a little bit. I could kind of picture some of those dudes actually playing Christopher Walken's character more so than than the actual Penguin. Uh, Danny DeVito just knocked it out of the park so well that it's hard to envision yeah. anybody other than him playing it, but. What happens is that DeVito became a front runner when the writer for the movie, he kind of changed directions with how he wanted to portray or have the portrayal of the Penguin character. And DeVito's like, "Eh, yeah, I'm not really sure if I want to be in this movie. I'm not really sure if I want to be the Penguin. But guess who comes to his to to give him a little bit of advice? A one Jack Nicholson. All right. Who is his dear friend, who is DeVito's really good friend, of course, plays the Joker in the first Batman movie. And he says to, to Danny, he says, you know what? You should probably take this role. I had a good time playing the Joker. I think you're going to enjoy this. And then the rest is history. But as they all, as we all know, the, the toys that came out with this movie, this movie was not just all about christmas the christmas season in the movie itself what happens is it's released in into theaters in midsummer early summer of 1992 and then guess what happens boys and girls oh yeah guess what's on the christmas list of most everybody out there a lot of my <laughs> friends self-included big nick included I wanted the VHS of Batman Returns. That was on the Christmas list, and I wanted some Batman to- Batman toys to yep. go with it. If you swung by the right drive-through restaurant at the and get the drive-through, you could get different kinds of Batman 
coffee cups, Batman uh, plastic cups. Batman was all over the place, not just when the movie came out in the summer, but you, you could not go two blocks without seeing something Batman that Christmas in 1992. Yeah, they, they, they know what they're doing when they release those things, and they sure show. plan it perfectly to a T of not only what movie are they going up against, but also when do we release this that when we can also get the aftermarket sales kicked in. And so, because I was going to ask you that big Nick of when was it released? And yeah, I remember it was in the summer, but it was a Christmas movie and then it carried over. So by the time Christmas came around, you know, the kids are like, well, I want the toys and I want the cups and yeah. all that fun stuff. So, and yeah, we were made Christmas. <laughs> Well, yeah, and we were pretty lucky because, uh, you know, there are four of us kids in my household, and we would regularly each ask for a VHS movie uh, when we were children and for Christmas, and we would each get one. And what was cool was we had similar likes, uh, and so we would get to watch each other's movies. So uh, before we move back to, to Mark here for uh, his number three pick, I just want to say to everybody out there in listener land, good tidings we bring to you you and your kin. Yes. Yes, indeed. Good tidings. Yes, indeed. Good tidings, everyone. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was quite a curveball, Nick. I was not expecting Batman to make it into our Christmas list. Hey, but uh, Big Nick's like, got some curveballs in his uh, arsenal. That's one curveball I can I can get down with. I can appreciate mm-hmm. that curveball. Very nice. They called me curveballs in, in college. Yeah, curveballs. <laughs> I won't even ask why. All right, so let's move I'll on to you. my number I'll three. I'll show you. No, have... please don't. <laughs> hey. Please don't. I need an adult. All right. So Check out let's the Big Kids show on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stranger danger. <laughs> all right so good good first uh first round boys let me let me finish it off here so i am going to go in a merrier direction than batman returns <laughs> and i'm gonna go with one movie uh that came out in 1996 that was called uh well let's just say it starred the governor and it was Jingle All the Way. Yes. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yes? I'm trying to find a German doll. Me too, me too. Do you have any more in the back? Jingle All the Way. So you've got Howard Langston, who basically wants to make up with his son and his wife. He promised to get his son the hottest toy of the season, which is Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Um, oh, that was a great movie. Already Christmas Eve and the toys pretty much sold out, but he goes and tries to hunt it down. He runs into a mailman, Myron, played by the epic and ever awesome Sinbad. And (laughs) Sinbad is also trying to get the same toy. So basically the movie is a showdown between these two dads trying to get the toy for their kid. And I feel like that's a premise that's been used over and over. Uh, Like I remember The Office was kind of, you know, had something similar, but... it never fails, like My because everybody empathizes. Yeah, ever everybody <laughs> empathizes with that situation. Like I, that has kids. Like I, I gotta get my kid this toy. You know. Now, plus, plus also Sinbad might be the greatest actor of our generation. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, we all remember Necessary Roughness. So yes. that was that was uh, spoke for itself. A gem. A gem. So I think, you know, to me, this was just a hilarious movie. It, it was filmed in Minnesota for five weeks um, in April of 96. And at the time, it was the largest film production to ever take place in the state, which I thought was kind of crazy. Minnesota. Um, Probably still, right. I would think, right? Shout yeah, out to the Minnesotans. Possibly. 
Yeah. Possibly. I mean, so here's some big kid research team uh, nuggets that they found for us. Sinbad thought he screwed up the audition, which I think about that. You're Sinbad and you think you messed up the audition. Come on, Sinbad. You're Sinbad. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, he has. has Sinbad cannot screw up. Yeah, Sinbad has one persona, and it's called Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> Sinbad ass is what it is. I mean, I mean, like he can't play anyone else but Sinbad, just in different roles. Like he's just exactly. Sinbad. It's plugged into a movie. Yeah. So, and luckily, the governor was able to uh, to play the lead because there was a delay on Planet of the Apes remake that he was supposed to be a part of. So, Arnold. you know, there was that one interesting piece here. So, there was a Detroit high school teacher who won part of a $19 million lawsuit claiming that the film was actually his idea. It makes you oh. always, like, I always think, like, how often does that happen where Wait, somebody he, has... He, a, he won money? He won six figures as a part what? of that. So it makes you wonder, like, how often somebody says something like, dude, wouldn't that be a cool movie? And then somebody goes and makes it, and they get Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad to star in it, and you're like, son of a... I, that was my idea. What the hell? So obviously, I don't know how relevant, you know, how true it was. But um, if the research know, first, team found it, it's probably a hundred percent true. It was. Now I will say there was there was a cut of the payout, and then it was downsized, and then there was like some reversals in federal appeal, appeals court. So you know, who knows? Maybe maybe the guy ended up getting nothing in the end. But I just thought it was an interesting little tidbit that there was some uh, controversy about two dads trying to buy a present for their kid, which is probably the best known storyline of Christmas of all time. <laughs> yes, somebody obviously well, stole that idea. There was also idea. the birth of Jesus Christ. That's yeah, a pretty don't big forget story about that. You know, yeah. Which I'm sure this high school teacher invented as well. So, <laughs> so anyway, that's my rant. But uh, all right, so that's what we got, boys. So beautiful round three. I like it. We got some light. We got some dark. Let's see what round two brings. Mr. B, what do you got for your uh, for your number two pick, sir? So this was one that when we had our pre-discussion you know, meetings, I it popped in my head immediately. So this is going to be my number two, and it will be a film that was released in October of 93. That would be... A Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so this was one that I remember, The confu- if you guys, it was a, kind of like a stop animation kind of film that even, yeah. I, you know, at first I was like, I'm not sure I'll like it. But if, if you remember the title, actually, it was Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Yep. But, very but, specific. But I didn't know this. So Tim Burton did not direct it. It was really? just his. It was his idea. It was actually directed by. Um, oh, somebody that's more familiar with like animation or whatever. Well, I, I think so. I the research team was all over this one. Like Tim Burton, I guess had a poem that he'd written back in the eighties that kind of talked about this premise, and he had this idea. So he was more of a producer. It, it actually he's credited with doing the story, but it was directed by Henry Selick. Um, not but Tom Selleck. But but I think their thought was if we call it uh, Tim Burton's. I mean, at the time, Tim Burton was so famous with all these other films. I mean, you just mentioned one, and then uh, you know Beetlejuice and all that other stuff. But, yep. I mean, I even there's a lot of um, it's almost kind of like a. I mean, there's a lot of singing in it too. And we've we've mentioned this guy before. Uh, Danny Elfman was mm-hmm. part of the music for it. He actually yeah. was, he was the, the, he sang the voice for the main character, um, Jack Skellington. Yep. Which I didn't mm. know that. 
Um, but just I love the premise of like this Halloween town that wants to embrace Christmas and um, I, I don't. I don't so, so can I make a, a confession? Can, it's yes, a it's oh, you've never boys. seen it. Oh my God, Mark! <laughs> I've never God. seen the whole movie. Good tidings I, I, we bring, Mark, to you and I your group. Bring, bring the tidings. I might have to change <laughs> Where are the that. Tidings? Maybe, maybe this would have affected my list, but yeah, I, I've never seen the All whole right, movie. Show, I think that, I had the show same, that to like, your kids, man. That's a good I Christmas I think I had movie. the same uh, reservations that you had, Mr. B, so obviously I need to move past those reservations and uh, and go see this movie. Yeah. I, I mean, I It just, only came I, out, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, no, no spoiler alert there. It's very entertaining. It's a little psychedelic. It's not too scary. Like I've I've showed the film to to small children and they've not you know not freaked out. Probably a big Nick. He likes to watch show borderline (laughs) scary movies to little. Well, no, I was worried. I was worried when I was watching it. I was like, wait a second, is this going to be? It's a little. There's a little bit of scariness, but it's not like it would scare like an eight year old or anything. Okay, so anybody with small children knows what happens, right? When you pull up like Netflix, Hulu, whatever, and and it brings up like twenty movies where it just shows a little picture, a little thumbnail of a picture on your screen and it brings up like 20 of them and then the kid just runs up to the screen and points and goes i want to see that one and it, it, the kid doesn't know what the show is and so yeah. then i was like all right I, I reluctantly put it on and thank goodness nobody was scared uh but no that's a great pick that's a weird pick though because you're right it's halloween town and they're trying to embrace christmas I do associate that movie more with Halloween time than I do Christmas, but it's certainly very fitting. If not, you know, the whole idea is that it's supposed to be Christmas. And if, if they can embrace Christmas, then we too can embrace Christmas. Yeah. And and I I think there was a quote that even Tim Burton said, he's like, yeah, it's supposed to be a Halloween movie, (laughs) but Uh to me, (laughs) it can be a Christmas movie too. And, I love so because it was Tim Burton. He had a lot of the people he's worked with before. So, um, Catherine O'Hare, who was in Beetlejuice, yep. she she voices yep. the female lead. Um, and then you guys remember Otho from Beetlejuice? How could we forget Otho? <laughs> yeah. So Otho he play he, deliver he, me from LL Bean. He, he does. He does the voice of the mayor from Halloween Town. And then um, our buddy Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, is one of the voices as well in the film. Nice. But so if you guys going back to the film, obviously Mark's not seen it, but Big Nick, I'm going to cue you on this. If you remember, he's walking around in the woods and yep. he stumbles upon these trees and there's seven holiday doors, right? Right. What are, do you remember what the seven holiday doors were? No, I, I don't. And I remember that the, uh, the trees, <sighs> I don't know if I'm confusing this with Wizard of Oz. So there was like a circle of trees and yeah. uh, of course. And so like, he's like kind of intrigued. He's like, Oh, what are these? And so I'll, I'll just, I'll read it off because there's one of them that people are always confused by, but of course there was Halloween yep, Christmas, which is the one that enamored him because it was the tree Easter Valentine's day, St. Patrick's day, Thanksgiving. And then the one that it just had a firecracker on it, which the assumption is it would be independence day. Right. Ooh. So I just is, I, is it that's the assumption, but do we know what it is for sure? No, they never say. It's just something that if you go back and watch it again and they show the doors, you're kind of like, oh, okay, interesting. So very interesting. Yeah. So the things we learned from the research team, but no, I that's Mark, right. 
Go watch it. It's it's a good movie. It's fun. It's you yeah, know, it and especially if you like Halloween too, it's kind of a win win. Especially at yeah. this time of year, you can kind of watch it now. Like, hey, we're about to be in Christmas, but we're finishing up Halloween. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I like it. All right, Mister B, a Nightmare Before Christmas. Big Nick. What are the Batman movies? I mean, what's your number two pick for? Uh... <laughs> right. How many Batman. Batman movies will he? Put How many in Batman this? movies can we slam into nineties? As long as there's a single Christmas tree in the film, it counts. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look, this one right here, uh, longtime listeners of the show, this might not be a surprise to anybody. I have expressed before, time and time again, and I will forever express my love for anything that is Charles Dickens Christmas Carol. It's mm-hmm. it's not only my favorite Christmas story of all time in any form or fashion, but it's also one of my favorite stories of all time. Forget about Christmas. Just one of my it's, favorite stories a, of all time. It's a great story. Amazing story. Great story. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's 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 incredibly brilliant. It's very imaginative, and I just love it. And I love watching different people, different groups, different movies, and what have you. It's actually a play that I go to. I've gone to a handful of times, and I will continue to attend those types of things in the future. So for for my number two pick, oddly enough, I'm going back to the great year of 1992 like I did for my number three pick, and I'm going to go with The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes, nice. Uh, from 1992. <laughs> which Cheers is, to that, buddy. Cheers. There's, it's a little bit of a musical. Of course, it's The Muppets, so it's a little bit of a comedy, but, you know, like one of my favorite things about like watching when Disney's like, all right, we're going to take this story that everybody knows, or The Muppets We'll take this story that everybody knows, and we're going to do our own little spinoff on it. My One of my favorite things is when you tune in for the first time is seeing which of their iconic characters play the iconic characters mm-hmm. in that story. And yeah. so for the 1992 uh, The Muppet Christmas Carol, um, we have... We have Gonzo and Rizzo are the narrators, which (laughs) boom, you're starting off golden right away with that. Love love Gonzo. We got Michael Caine, who is not a Muppet. I don't, hey, you know, and you know what? It's not rude to call somebody a Muppet, by the way. I consider it, that's a compliment. So anybody that calls Michael Caine a Muppet, kudos to you, my friends. But he is not a Muppet. He, in fact, he's a real person as far as I know. I wish I could be a Muppet. (laughs) <laughs> someday someday mr b you hey, will be I, a muppet i, I dream big <laughs> sorry so go ahead big michael kane plays ebenezer scrooge who uh is of course one of the iconic characters of this story but also let's not forget the lowly bob cratchit is played by uh. kermit the frog Kermit the yes. Frog. No, don't. Everybody loves Bob Cratchit. What are you growling for there, Mr. <laughs> B? You're just growling because you're not not a Muppet. Uh, and then one of my favorite characters in this story, no matter how it's portrayed, is Mr. Fuzzywig. And in this version, of course, it is played by Fozzie Bear. So uh, well done by the Muppet, the Muppets and, uh, and their friends. This one, if you've not seen it, this is extremely family friendly and i highly recommend it this year and every year good tidings we bring to you bring the tidings 
This was, um, you guys are knocking out some of my honorable mentions, so I like it. This one was definitely on my list for, um, it was hard for me to keep this one out of, of my number three spot. Jingle all the way, you know, just kind of barely edged it out. But this is definitely one that I plan on watching with my kids this year for the first year. I love the Muppets in general. But mm-hmm. like you said, Big Nick, the story of the Christmas Carol, you know, Charles Dickens, it's just so classic. It's such, such a great story. I, I, I would give you a standing applause for this selection. Big Nick. I will I, accept I, your standing applause. It. Absolutely love it. And wh- one thing I want to touch on before we move on too far um, that I, I failed to bring up when you mentioned Jingle all the way, but you just mentioned it here again, which is it's a fine movie. Uh, one, I love Sinbad and I love Arnold, but, uh, you know, Sinbad's not a small guy himself, you know, so to see him and, and Arnold battling in, in these little action scenes. But you know what the secret of the sauce is for that Jingle all the way? The neighbor Phil Hartman. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> Phil, one of yeah, one of Phil. my favorite Saturday Night Live cast members of all time. I think he's one of possibly one of the funniest people to have ever graced us with his presence on this big blue marble. Uh, so I love Phil Hartman, and I especially love him <laughs> in that movie because he plays like a typical Phil Hartman type character. But yeah, uh, I I. You know, got off on a tangent there, but yeah, my number two pick, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, boys. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up round two here. So I am going to go a completely opposite direction of Big (laughs) Nick. He's got not only the classic tale of Christmas Carol, but the amazing Muppets. I'm going to flip it over to um, the antithesis of all of that, which is Dennis Leary. And that would be the ref. The ref, I obviously during the 90s, I was a little bit older. I just absolutely love the premise of this movie, which is Dennis Leary playing a burglar who is abandoned by his partner in the middle of a heist. And he basically is like forced to take this irritating couple as hostage, which is Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis. And he like there's like blackmail. There's like these horrible in-laws. There's all this stuff going on. And like, it's so funny, like that the guy, you know, taking them hostage and they're driving him absolutely nuts. So he has to be the referee between this family. And it ends up just being absolutely hilarious. And it's kind of sad because this movie only grossed 11, close to 11 and a half million domestic at the box office. And it came in number four when it launched behind Guarding Tess, Lightning Jack, and Ace Ventura, which is pretty stiff competition. Um, but I just, this movie is so, so funny. And it's got some some good kickbacks to some older movies with some lines. So there's a early in the film, Lloyd who's played by Kevin Spacey, asks Gus, who's played by Dennis Leary, what his name is. And Gus answers, fuck you, that's my name. And that <laughs> line is actually from Glengarry Glen Ross, the 92 <laughs> film, which Kevin Spacey is also in. Um, and then there's another quote where Dennis Leary is like, lady, your husband ain't dead, he's hiding, which actually came from a classic Abbott and Costello routine. Um, back in the film society, 1944. So I like that they did like some throwback stuff. Nice. And I love Dennis Leary. I just think he's hilarious. And um, the one odd thing, I, I know he had some issues with the way that they like promoted this film. And it's a Christmas movie, right? 
but they released released it in March of 1994. Like, how do you do that? Well, and that's that's what you always wonder with was the intention of it being released as a Christmas movie, and then either production got slowed up, yep. and they were like, "Do we really want to wait a whole nine more months, mm-hmm. or do we just go ahead and do it?" Or were they ready to release it and they realized, "Oh crap, we're going to be going against movies A, B, and C," and like yeah. so, you always I always wonder about that stuff, like the kind of uh, like strategic release stuff that they do. I don't know. For Any sure, chance sure. that Dennis Leary was super hot at the time? Like, like I mean, he went through a period where where he was really ramping up. Like America was falling in love with him, and I think what was he doing? Was it was it uh, MTV commercials or or he had something some gig going on where he he kind of became a household yeah. name? Well, and he was relatively in, uh, quickly. Remember, if you guys remember, he was in Demolition Man right around the same time. Um, yeah, and I think that's when his standup was really taken off. Was the early nineties? They might have decided, hey, you know what? We we were going to wait till like Thanksgiving weekend releases, but this dude's on fire right now, and let's let's pump it out now. I know that it didn't do incredibly well at the box office because it was up against some some big time competition there. Not you know nothing to do with this film. Uh, Sometimes the competition is just too much, but you know the competition gets headlines and and what have you, but. This thing was a huge, the ref was a huge hit on um, whatever subscription cable service you had at the time. I remember it being a huge hit. Like that's when all my friends started talking about this movie. If it was HBO or Showtime or what have you, they're like, you got to watch the ref. And then we watched it multiple times. I I remember that too with HBO because I think we had just gotten HBO and it's like, oh, whoa. And I was like, this Dennis, yeah. Dennis Leary is really angry. <laughs> and and to, kudos to the research team for their quick action on this. They, he was in quite a few big movies prior to this. So in 93, he was in Loaded Weapon 1. He was in The Sandlot, which was 93. He was in Demolition Man, as Mr. B mentioned. Judgment Night, which was a super underrated movie. Oh, the soundtrack for that's badass, too. Yeah, that was an awesome movie. So he was, and he was in The Muppets, ironically, that was released in 94 in a music video. So, of course, he he was. He definitely was, you know, I mean, so so Big Nick, you might be onto something. They maybe said, hey, let's just, let's go with it and see if it takes off. And and it just, I'm sure there's times where it just backfires, but yeah, yeah. I, lo- I, lo- I love the pick, buddy. I love it. Absolutely. All right. Well, before we get to our number ones here, guys, let's do a quick, uh, quick recap. So, Big Nick, you've got Batman Returns as your number three. Yes, sir. Uh, the classic Charles Dickens conversion of the Muppets Christmas Carol as your number two. Kermit Mr. the B, Frog here. That was a good impression. I like that. Thank that was you. good. That was pretty good. Mr. B, Santa Claus with Tim Allen coming in at number three and a movie that is now on my to-do list, A Nightmare Before Christmas as your number two selection. I like it. All right, boys. I'm kind of curious with this number one, if we're going to see a clean sweep here. We, we have a few of these episodes where we see a clean sweep. Should we all just say it at the same time? and just Let's count it down. Let's count it down. One, two, three. Home Alone. Oh wow! All right, <laughs> yeah. we're all the same. So for a yes. second there, I thought Mark that was, was not say, planned. Home for- Alone too. Yeah. <laughs> that and, was and, not and, planned for all the listeners out there. If anyone had said Home Alone two, I'd punch him right in the throat. <laughs> no. hey, it did make my honorable mentions, but uh, but you know, Home Alone was. I mean, it's one that's still. I mean, with me and my family, we watch it every Christmas. Yeah. It's. It's something about the movie. Also, it brings it back to it was 1990, so I was like nine or ten, and I just 
it just brings back good memories. It's a funny story. It's a Christmas story, mm-hmm. but it's also got a lot of just cool elements of it. And obviously Macaulay Culkin was like the iconic king from like 89 to like 93. But yeah, um, yeah loved it. Plus, side note, I, I mentioned her before, uh, Catherine uh, O'Hare. Yeah. She was the mother in that. So she's right. she, she's in a lot of these oh, as wow. a theme. And I'm but, noticing here a couple of things there, Mr. B. You referenced Catherine O'Hare has been in two of the movies that we talk about today. Tim Burton has been involved in two of the movies that we talk about today. And, of course, uh, we have uh, – no, that's not right. Okay. Joe Pesci and Danny DeVito are not the same guy. No, they're different right, people. Let's, they are – let me let, – I'm going to check with the research team. Yeah. Uh, yep, <laughs> that's confirmed. They are not the same person. They are not. But what I what I did find the research team did give me this little nugget that so my one of my favorite like kind of cameos was you guys remember John Candy? He was at the airport. Yes. And she was like, you know, she's trying to get home and she's like, He's in the polka find- band. Yeah. She, and so he was like, Hey, we're gonna drive. Like, we could drive with us. So apparently John Candy just he did his whole scene in like one day. Wow. Of course. And, and they He's basically professional. they basically said he Bro. he improvised everything like he just he just did it on his own. But what they ultimately said at the end is he made. So do you guys remember the guy that delivered the pizzas to the house? Yep, at the beginning. Okay. Yep. So they determined that they think the the kid that delivered the pizzas made more money than John Candy did for his cameo role. Wow. I, I think it was something that he kind of did a favor for. Um, Somebody, either the director or the uh, one of the producers, but think about that. I mean, John Candy. John Candy basically worked. They said he worked one twenty-three hour day on set and made less than the pizza delivery kid. He played Jeez. Gus Polinski or Polinski, yes. the uh, polka musician. And I, I loved his role in that too. But um, Sheboygan, just, yeah. Oh, going to Sheboygan, Sheboygan. <laughs> so just a great Christmas movie. It's, it's a feel-good movie. It's. Um, Again, watch it with your kids if you hadn't. It's it's a great yeah. movie. Definitely. And Definitely. clearly all three big kids picked it for our number one, which is God, what's it's it's getting weirder and weirder that our brains are melting into the same thing. Cause yeah, they are hey, merging. Everyone in Listenerland, we don't know what we're picking. Like we come to the table blank. And so the fact that we all said that together is just that's just crazy. That might be the first time in big kid history we've ever done that. Where we've done a countdown and all said it at the same time and actually, I mean, first time we've ever said it together and we nailed it. So nicely done, gents. Cheers. Yeah, Home Alone, I feel like it just, that's one of those nostalgic movies, especially like as a kid, it brings back memories. It's not just the movie, but it's the memories that you have that that surround a movie that kind of end up coming back. And there's never a dull moment. It's hilarious. It's a feel-good movie. I mean, Mr. B, I think you did a great job of summing it all up. There's just there's so many positives to that movie. And, um, you know, I, it's no surprise they tried to add on a few additional. I did have Home Alone 2 as an honorable mention. It, it definitely wasn't going to make the top three. I think a couple of the ones you guys picked would have made it above that. But The coolest uh, thing from Home Alone 2, do you guys do you remember the, the talk boy, that recording thing he had? Yeah, yeah. So I was lucky enough to own one of those as a kid. Very nice. And I remember it lost its cool about two hours in. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember having one of those. And so that's that's the one thing I loved from Home Alone 2 was that little that tape recorder thing that had, you know what I'm talking about? I think it was called Talk Boy. Yeah, Talk Boy. That sounds right. Well, that uh, 
I think we've summed up Home Alone very well. I, you guys have taken all of my honorable mentions. I, is there any other honorable mentions or any other thoughts you guys want to give on this uh I do want to reference my favorite scene, and it's probably, I I might be the only person that that this is their favorite scene for uh, Home Alone. But when they're on the airplane and the uncle, who's a pain in the neck, he he (laughs) believes that the the glasses that they serve the champagne in or the sparkling wine in on the airplane – they're crystal, so he tells his wife to put them in her purse. <laughs> he's like, he's like yeah, put, me, put them yeah, in your he, purse. And she's like, but honey, he's like, shut up, put them in your purse. Yeah, you get, he, play, he, he plays the cheapskate uncle that uh, is a real douche. Yeah, look what you did now, you little jerk. Yeah. <laughs> what if you, you guys remember the kid, the, the the really younger like cousin? Fuller and they're like Fuller. What's the bed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was. Uh, I think that was Macaulay Culkin's younger brother. Oh yeah, I, I really? Think his, I think his name was Kieran Culkin. I could be yeah, wrong on the name. It, it is, but, and he he's had some success as well. Oh yeah, he was in a lot of like really quirky indie movies. But I just I love that he's like he's like oh you have to sleep with Fuller and he's like drinking a coke and smiling. <laughs> and he's like, oh he's yeah, like, right. he's like Fuller. Fuller what's the bed? The bed. Oh, <laughs> I love it. There's so many one-liners in that movie. I still think just some of the scenes with like Macaulay Culkin and the pranks or thing, you know, traps that he sets up. They're so well thought out and and so well done. I still the one of the most iconic ones to me is the the movie scene where he's playing the movie and he does the yeah. firecrackers and keep the change you filthy animals i mean it's just it's so iconic um well, and just i love that movie instead of buying like a, a home security system i just have my house set up like home uh home alone so there like you if, you, if someone wants to break in good luck because there's micro machines good on the luck. floor and paint canes will fling at your head and a blowtorch will blow the top of your head off so just not be gonna ready. work out well for if, you if you want well, you want to come to this house watch out Home watch Alone out. was released in 1990 and it grossed 476.7 million dollars worldwide Ooh. which made it the highest grossing live action comedy until The Hangover 2 Part 2 in 2011. So that 21 years about that this thing this movie was on top. So it, yeah, that even, was that it stayed higher than even uh, Titanic? No, no, it's a very, very specific category here. Oh, it is okay, the highest grossing live action comedy film. Oh, comedy, now, gotcha. Okay, but, now I but gotcha. what's amazing here is the budget was eighteen million, and as said, it grossed four hundred and seventy six million. Which is crazy to think about that. I mean, it's like think about those guys that everyone shelled out a couple million dollars, and they're like, "Here's your return. It's fifty Not only that. million." Imagine how pissed John Candy was. He's like, I'd have made less than the pizza boy. Y'all raking in 400 million, almost 500 million on this baby. He got a sandwich and like 20 bucks. And and you could, one could make a strong argument that John Candy was the biggest star in that movie. At the, at the time, because I mean, I mean, you, that's a solid point. Maybe Catherine O'Hare because she had been in some stuff, but Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci would be good, the good point. I good think point. John Candy and then Joe Pesci in that order. Catherine O'Hare. Macaulay Culkin was a nobody. Nobody knew who the kid was at the time, and was then that, he went on to instant stardom. Was did he do this before or after uh, Uncle Buck? Um, I think I think question. he did Uncle Buck before. So 
Yeah, I think Uncle Buck was 80s, wasn't And then also he did, remember, uh, My Girl. Yeah, yeah. But so he was in a bunch of movies, but yeah, this clearly is the one that sent him through the roof as the most popular kid in America in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. All right, gents. That was a great list. All right, so to recap, we've all got Home Alone. I've got Jingle All the Way as my number three. The Ref is number two. Mr. B's got Santa Claus at three. Nightmare Before Christmas at two. Big Nick Batman Returns at three. The Muppet Christmas Carol before two. We want to wish a happy holidays to all of you out there. We appreciate you taking some time to listen to us. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. Anything you guys can do, we always appreciate it. We love you guys. We hope you have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And until next time, we are the Big Kid Show. Ho, ho, ho!